Welcome to the Beyond Success Podcast, a collection of conversations with the best business minds, captains of industry, and entrepreneurs in the world. Learn what their journey has taught them, how they applied the lessons they learned, and ultimately created six, seven, and even eight-figure businesses. We can't create successful businesses by ourselves, so sit back and let the Beyond Success Podcast be your mentor. Now, here's your host, author, entrepreneur, public speaker, and master money manifester, Daniel Mangana. Hello, everyone, and welcome today. I am I am overjoyed to be welcoming back Sumed back to the show. Uh, this time, we're going to be speaking a little bit more about his book that we uh, that we mentioned in the last podcast we together, In Magic Nation Unleash Your Creative Wizardry. This is available over on Amazon. I'm going to post a link to the book again in the show notes, as well as how to connect with Sumed. If you have not yet listened to the original podcast that I had with him, shame on you. Uh, I'll pop a link to that back in the show notes as well so that you can uh, have the reintroduction to him. We're going to get straight into the magic of his book, Imagination, today. Um, we're not going to dilly-dally because there's a, quite a few bits and pieces here that I want to do, including going through some of the uh, some of the notes I made when I read the book. And also, Sumen's going to explain why he was just telling me that he was trying to ohm with water in his mouth before he drinks it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for what sharing that fact. That fact. Yeah. yeah, I was just trying it out because I know the power of sounds and, and I use a lot of sounds in my coaching. So I was like, let me try this out. Let me try oming with uh, water in my mouth and see if it changes the taste or maybe difference in intention or something like that. So, you know, holy water is just water with intention, if you think about it, right? So Exactly, exactly. That's the way I was thinking about it. <laughs> What's the name of the uh, the Japanese guy that did the water stuff? I, I know his name, but I don't know his name. I've actually got his book. Um, ah, I know who you're talking about, but I totally lost his name as well. <laughs> yeah, well, he's the guy. So, yeah, uh, we know for sure that, and in fact, my friend, um, Dr. Alan Sosoyev, he actually got his PhD writing a, a paper that, scientifically demonstrated that the quality of wine is changed when you bless it. Wow. So he's actually, he's actually demonstrated that scientifically. So that was very, very, very cool. And I'm sure very fun for the participants. In right. That, uh, <laughs> in that, in that. So uh, let's talk Magic Nation. What was the orient? What was your... <sighs> so as an author, I know that we write books for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that reason can change as we get into the process. But uh, this is a very beautiful, sharp and to the point book. And again, guys, make sure you check this out. I, I read it in a couple of hours. Uh, it's mm-hmm. meant that I can go back and reread, re, re, recheck over the highlighted pieces that I made in it. Um, once you have actually read through it, there'll be pieces of it that you can go back in and check uh, and reconnect with. Um, what was going through your mind when you said you were gonna you were gonna write this book? Yeah, so first I was initially inspired by the term uh, abracadabra, which meant I will create as I speak. So, okay, yeah, that, uh, that was, was, was the introduction. Introduction into the book, yeah. right? And essentially, I was looking towards creativity a lot. I was coaching a lot of creatives at the time as well when I was writing this book, and. Mm-hmm. I was getting a lot of people with writer's block or just different kinds of mental blocks. And I decided to really look into what creativity is a little bit more by 
looking at it and trying to merge the gap between science and spirituality. Mm. And, you know, I have two portions of the book, as you've noticed, the woo-woo side and then the actual scientific side. So, <laughs> And it's all beautiful. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I... So, basically, I'm trying to integrate yin and yang for people in their creativity and to find that mm. harmony. So I think I'm you trying did a post to... about that, didn't you? The other day, he did a post about the... Was it yesterday? A couple of yeah, days ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, mm. yeah, as I was saying, like, I'm there to facilitate and help people um, basically go through this process of eliminating resistance within themselves. And I think resistance and tension is the enemy of the artist. So someone who's hesitating, who's afraid, I basically helped people at this time going from fear to love. Okay. So it was this raising of consciousness almost from a scarcity mindset to a more creative mindset. So, so yeah, I mean, I had a lot of different, I guess, inspirations. One of the biggest inspirations was um, I heard from Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote like Big Magic, I believe was the book. And she was talk mentioning in her TED talk that you are not a genius, you have a genius. And okay. so that was kind of interested. I, I was very interested in that because I, I started to understand how people channel creativity and it's almost like a seed. You have to let it grow. You have to nurture it. You have to bring water to it. And as you can tell, imagery is a huge part of what I do as, <laughs> as a rapper, as a coach. I love working with uh, linguistics and images. And it fascinates me how people slip up on, you know, this area of communication or even creativity for that matter. So um, one of my top strengths as a coach, I would say, is perspective. So if you're seeing things in a negative light, I'll probably challenge your way of thinking about it. And <laughs> that, like creativity is basically almost old ideas with new insight. And so basically I was just trying to see things from both of these perspectives, both of these lens, both the, the spiritual feminine essence and the scientific masculine essence and being able to look at both of those to have a much better understanding of this thing. Okay, so it's an integration and return to wholeness almost. Yeah. So return to wholeness through the magic of our word and intention. Yes. Beautiful. I love that. It's really funny because uh, it's dear friends of mine, Chris and Mino Kilka, who also are uh, authors. So I'm going to have them on the show at some point. Um, yeah. Chris wrote a great book, which I recommend for you, actually. It's called D Dancing with the Field. I'll send you the link to it. It's a really, really great book. Um, got best newcomer on on Amazon. It was a, re it's a really, really great book. And it speaks about uh, what he calls, what him and his wife call third consciousness, which essentially is is the, you know, the, the, the field, the quantum field, but in the manner that we, we dance and play with it in our lives. And they look very much, they, they're relationship coaches, but they look very much at relationship through the, the, the triumvirate of the masculine, feminine, and the third. Um, yeah. And the union of those in this dance that they 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 they're all about play uh, and yeah. enjoyment and and bringing fun back to life. And he and I would be talk a lot about about the, that dance between the masculine and the feminine. He's been a great mentor to me in terms of understanding that dance and and how yeah. to balance it as a man. 
because um, I, I was talking to someone about this yesterday that was actually recording with this whole idea that this divine masculine thing that's coming out now, that there's almost a polarization in the way it should be approached. Um, mm. Is it about being so vulnerable that you're crying all the time? Or is it being about being so strong that when you need to cry, you can cry? Uh, like there's, there's all of these varying perspectives on it. But at the end right. of the day, it, really it comes down to the energy. On, it also depends on what you mean by the word vulnerable, right? Because you, one exactly. can make the argument that like <laughs> soldiers are also vulnerable. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. yeah. Yeah, vulnerable with their lives. artists are also vulnerable. They're taking an emotional risk as they're publishing. Exactly, their works. exactly. And, so, yeah. But then this comes down to what you're saying about words and the power of our words, because it's the meaning that we place behind it that really informs our reality in terms of the effect that it has on the reality. So my oh. use, my use of the word, the magic behind my use of the word vulnerable is going to be very different to yours. If yeah. our perspective and beliefs and narratives around that word are very different, right? Absolutely. And, you know, the main gist of my book is that it's all fluid. You know, your beliefs, your personality, your behaviors, you can, you can mold your reality. You have mm-hmm. the power to shape your universe. So yes, um, even in my new book coming out, TPM, um, which is all about using the power of the theater to change your behaviors and nice. rewire your mind. So it's kind of a similar, you know, it's a set of tools that is going to help people in order for them to be able to have strategies to change their behavior and their actions. I like, I like. Yes. As I said in my, um, my review of your book, one of the things I love is the way that you, you loop in so many different areas of study that you've had over the years. And I can see that you're very well read, not just from what you quote, but how you give your own take on it. Cause I think for me that the measure when I'm reading somebody's work, the measure of their actual grasping of, a, of concepts isn't in their repetition of it, but their application and integration of it. So I love the way that you've weaved in so many different, I mean, we're talking about everything from one of my teachers, Dr. Joe Dispenza, to, um, you know, you've gone over to, to Japan and start talking about it. Can't you? Like, there's so many different concepts that weaved in. How, how, it, how does it feel to mix in so many of these different, do you ever get lost in the, in the cacophony of mm. these different ideas or is this just representative of your dance with flow? Yeah, I would say I'm pretty comfortable in con- confusion. And I, <laughs> I, I actually enjoy it. I, I like the unknown and, and I find a little bit of thrill in, you know, we hear this one side of it, like the life force, the chi, the, you know, the flowing feminine energy, which is receiving. It's like the, the thing that spiritual healers teach us the most, which is just like be able to receive and, and be able to um, go come back to your heart. But then there's also this idea of like inside of me, that's my masculine side, which is like biohacking, science of mind, you know, consciously rewiring and like growing and developing. And yeah, 90%. 95% of life is driven before people are seven years old, you know? And so it's like, you really start to think about the different things that you have to go through. Like, like right now I'm sitting on a sofa in India talking to my good friend, Dan, like <laughs> it's <laughs> I love such it. a wild experience, you know, because I have rewired myself to be the person that I am today. And mm-hmm. It's, it's a wild journey. It's like mind and heart, this masculine piercing focus with the receiving and allowing. And they're on a scale, right? I would say that uh, science and spirituality aren't different. They're just on a different, they're, they're just on a spectrum. So mm. 
um, you know, spirituality and subconscious mind are not entirely different concepts. They're just polar opposites. So uh, allowing and receiving versus acting and giving. And yeah, I, I think that, you know, a lot of the times I do get lost, but I think it's not getting lost. It's just going inwards as well as having an external kind of uh, locus of control. So what I mean by that is I want to have one foot in the physical and one foot in the metaphysical. So I can try and draw from both um, worlds in a sense. But we are, it could be, I mean, one yeah. of the things I, I talk about, not in my, even in my own work is the fact that, but we are whole beings yeah. that exist in all of these different levels of density and these different spectrums and these different frameworks simultaneously. And it's just our perspective or the level of awareness that we give to any one of those that gives right. us the illusion that there is more of that than the other or the existence of one and the non-existence of the other. So for example, um, me, completely denying my feminine doesn't mean that the sacred feminine isn't there within me available for me to access. It just right. means that the awareness I'm giving purely and solely to the masculine denies me access to the power of the heart mm. and the feminine and, and all that's, that's there the same way with, uh, with, 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 with a, a man that will be completely in his feminine and completely denying masculine. Mm. Neither one is good or bad. It's just that right. you, when you're not owning and allowing yourself to receive, or should I say, access all of that that you have you're denying yourself the fuller expression of life yeah yeah absolutely and i talk a lot about the the kahuna belief system on how the in the book in terms of how the superconscious is the way into the superconscious is through the subconscious yeah so yeah we really have to allow ourselves to open our mind up to new beliefs to to really see how fluid this thing is. And I also go into a bit of like, you know, Japanese philosophy, like Ikigai and mm -hmm. all of that stuff too. Yeah. Talking about super consciousness, just because, because I'm not sure everyone will be aware of that because you've got consciousness, um, subconscious yeah. or other consciousness, and then you've got super consciousness. Talk to me about that for a second. Well, I originally came across this idea from Kahuna, which is a Hawaiian belief system. And primarily I also, um, I spent a lot of time with this, uh, a very nice gentleman by the name of Ryan Pinnock, who's the owner of um, Super Genius. And I met him in London and he really introduced me to this concept first. So yeah, I wanna give my acknowledgement to that. But also, um, so the conscious mind is like a linear experience of time. So uh, problem solving and you know, your beta brainwaves, it's like your software and your subconscious remembers everything. Your eyes and ears are recording everything. Mm -hmm. And it's running the physical body and it takes instruction from the conscious mind, which is like almost, I explain it in the book as a, a young genius eight-year-old, right? So, um, because zero to seven is almost like the <laughs> threshold. So anyway, that was a, that's just like a science joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so <laughs> super conscious is, is kind of like the godlike mind, right? The blueprint of the creative genius and the only way to super consciousness is through the unconscious. So yeah, that's, that's primarily how, how I would break it down. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So it's just another level, but it's one that we, that it's part of the journey that we can access. And yeah. there's a level of power and beauty that's in that too. Right. Yeah. Cool beans. So I want to hop to a couple of the, um, check my notes. There's a couple of quotes that I pulled in 
Um, let me see. What's the one that I really loved? There was one I especially loved. I know which one it is. End your victimhood. End your ideas that somebody, that something or somebody else created this experience. Claim your abundance, your creative alternatives, the magical understanding of just how incredible the universe really is. And that's mm. something you, I think it's one of the, is it, it's around about the last thing that you wrote in the book. I think the rest of it is just a couple of quotes. Mm. Um, I love that. And it, 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 it ties together. Like you said, yeah, you, you may thrive in confusion, but I think you, you, you pull the pieces together really, really beautifully. Um, oh. Yeah, that we have access to this who, what, where, when, why. And for those of you who have not yet read the book, shame on you. But um, uh, it follows a who, what, where, when, why, how. Do you have how on your one as well? can't remember. Yeah. yeah. You have the how. So you've got the... the, the, the how is the creative shift, yeah. That's the one. Mm-hmm. In relation to, to exploring this idea of creative wizardry and how it can enhance our, our living experience and add more beautifully to our, our experience of life. And then you, you, bring, the, you bring it together with these mm-hmm. tips and you, 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 with these, these quotes. And, and this one here, end your victimhood, end your ideas that somebody or something else has created this experience. It really anchors it in. How did it feel coming to the end of this experience and bringing these pieces together and getting ready to, to put this out into the world, reminding them that, to end their victimhood? Yeah, you know, it's 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 incredible the journey that I went through writing this book actually. So, yeah, it's a very short book, but it's sort of it uh it took me on a roller coaster ride almost. So, um yeah, it's definitely fear and resistance into excitement and joy. That's how I would describe it. It's like um being able to you know, introduce the different things that I knew in a way that people could understand it. Oftentimes I speak and people don't really get what I mean. So I I really tried to write this book in a way where people could very simply understand it, just like anybody who picks it up can get something from it. So, Mm. yeah, I think that, you know, sometimes creative visualizations definitely helped. Like I introduced a few in the book. one of them I can introduce to you guys or share it is the idea of watching your thoughts like a movie screen and uh, erasing it and then starting over with your own more colorful, vivid imagery. Yeah. That's one I actually use myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I sometimes imagine it's like almost like a music video, right? So I'll play a song (laughs) and I'll go into a creative visualization of what, yeah, what my subconscious is sort of like picking up yeah it's fun that's that's brilliant i um i use it when i need to uh, when i'm in a position where like i'm giving over importance to something or something's giving me fear stress and anxiety i i I play i play the scene as i as i see it, it from a space of fear or if it's from like a bad memory i see it on the movie screen and i eat popcorn and then i make i char i characterize i caricature the people like i give them like silly noses or or silly hats and I watch yeah. it on the big screen. So it's a, it's a really, really powerful talk. Incredible, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to whip through the, the headings and give you the opportunity to give us like, uh, like a, a key nugget or like a, a key takeaway that people can get or a gift that's waiting for them in that section of the book. That, that's okay with you. Sure, yeah. So Why? Ikigai. I think I called it Ikagi earlier. It's Ikigai. Yeah. The why. Ikigai. Yeah. What would what would be the gift that you would offer people from that section? 
Um, probably some insightful questions, I would say. Mm-hmm. The biggest two would be like, what would you do if time or money weren't an issue? Mm-hmm. That's a powerful one. Um, another one would be, if you ask 10 people closest to you, what would they say you were good at? What would they say? But yeah, it essentially goes into the idea of uh, your life purpose, your passion, your raison d'être, as they say in French. And uh, Ikigai is just, basically, it's a way in which you're trying to manifest your your purpose or your ultimate reality. And it's, yeah, it's an empowering concept, I think, which is why I decided to write about it. Beautiful, beautiful. Then the creative shift, the how. Mm, yeah. So that's when I start to introduce concepts like, you know, heart breathing, power posing, the power mm-hmm. of words. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would definitely say the, the how is more like the the practical application of it. So how would be like, for instance, how you can turn fear into Um, excitement for instance it's the same feeling physiologically nervousness and excitement but it's how you choose to look at it so that's a piece of a nugget of wisdom to take from that chapter brilliant and you speak about a few other a few a few uh different modalities that you can use uh what's one here right fast eft um so okay there's a few cool ones in there and you also refer to some metaphysical tools that people can use as well in there references and resources so yeah great 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 section uh, the flow state the what yeah so i i almost talk a little bit also about how the power of words mm-hmm. and how that has an impact on your flow state like how mm-hmm. we speak to ourselves maybe we use like sort of wimpy non-committal words mm-hmm. but then sometimes we also have very empowering words like i love i create i enjoy i am i choose words like that so it's just like when um instead of saying i have to saying i get to or i choose get to, to or I choose to right exactly. yeah, yeah 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 uh, i love this quote actually you popped in there it's um to every man is given the keys to the gates of heaven the same key opens the gates of hell the buddhist saying that was a really great quote that i highlighted yeah. i liked in that section uh you've got the creative personality the who yeah, that's an interesting one um, because there's such an idea of what an artist looks like or what a celebrity looks like or what a creator looks like. And we just have all these blueprints and patterns that are not really serving us to be the most, you know, highest uh, potential creators because mm-hmm. of those images. Um, so like they're crazy or like they're, they're addicted to drugs or they're, they're homeless or the starving artist stereotype that just, doesn't support people. So my ideas in that was just basically to get people to realize that they can decide for themselves what kind of artists they want to be and not to just be conditioned into it as if, you know, society is sort of like saying and clarifying, like, just because you're creative, you're not going to make as much as somebody else or whatever, or these ideas around it. So yeah, I think that that was kind of my intention with that chapter. Got you. Uh, and then we have, uh, I was going to say man cave, but the creator's cave, the where. <laughs> yeah. So where is, is different for different people. So for some people, the, the example I gave is the, 
a guy who went to his tool shed in order to really close himself off from the world and go into his own individual flow state. But, mm. you know, you can find your own place where you find this is my humble, you know, solace where I can have my easel or I can have my surfboard or wherever it is. You have to prime your environment in order for you to play up to your top strengths. So, yeah. So if you're really good at, let's say making people laugh, you want to be in environments where people are laughing, right? So you want to create that for yourself or having little sayings on your phone that make you chuckle throughout the day. So like, Similar to that, yeah, I think that, you know, you really have to be aware of the environment. In many cases, artists are in a disempowering environment at times, and it can be very mm-hmm. scary. So I would definitely say to try and get as much new input, new stimulus that they can using their imag- imagination, <laughs> nation, uh, in a way to uh, really make it work for them, not against them. So we're talking about having a conducive space to be in a creative state, but not just a physical space, it's a mental and emotional space that you can trigger right. through seeds in your environment. Like you said, like uh, something on your phone that makes you laugh and not necessarily a physical place. So um, in, when I was still in the UK, I had a, a semi man cave at the house uh, at the back, you know, you had to come in and I had a rule that my, my ex wasn't allowed to come in. That was my space. Um, yeah. <laughs> she had OCD but she wasn't allowed to come and clean it was my space uh, and I had my guitar in there and that's where I would make my music and I'd also do my reading in there I had yeah. a big bean bag uh, big bean bag chair and I'd just, I'd just chill in there right. and, and, and just have my, my me time but awesome. I could also recreate the emotional state of that space with triggers mm. that I carried into other parts of my world basically yeah incredible that's Brilliant. awesome real ski real ski then we have setting the clock the when yeah you know everybody has their own uh you know circadian rhythm and and the way that they work the best i mean the simple thing in this chapter i would just say that find a time that notice a time i would say be aware of a time of the day that you create the best and make a kind of a a metric for it some in some way um like keep a timer or just have some kind of a, a habit tracker where you are noticing when you are creating the most. A lot of people are those night owls and that's fine. Like as long as they make it work for them, it's, it's really finding the time where being creative serves you the most. Got it. Owning was having dominion over the, t- the time that you, that you're creating in just like you're having dominion yeah. over your, um, your, your creative space, but rolling with the flow yeah. and going with the flow. Like you said, checking your own natural rhythm. Like you said, you're more of a night owl. Um, I'm, I have, I have varying times and there's times when I'm really in my groove, like after morning meditation, that's when like my brain's just yeah. on fire and it's just, you know, the ideas just flowing and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's at night, like the other night I, I couldn't sleep. I was just up to like 4am. Um, just yeah. grooving. I was just in this flow of just getting stuff done. Pow, 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 pow. Yeah. And then, uh, then I meditated and went to sleep. So it was, just, it was a, it was a really cool thing. But then 
sometimes you no know, it's it's really awesome to, to hear you say that because you know a lot of uh people in this industry have this idea that like peak performers are just like you know very strategical and like you know have to go to bed in the specific time and like you're just being totally authentic and i love that well some people it works like that i mean my friend james williams he's a, a brandon bouchard um high performance coach yeah and and he's got very very strict things about like he he turns the lights down in his house by 9 p.m. and he's like in his groove yeah. and he gets up a certain time but that's his rhythm <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's not to say that you can't train other rhythms you can train them in but where are you in your flow right and how can you make a dance happen between uh your your peak flow state and then these peak performance tools but for me personally I, I just it's about like you said being authentic to where you're at I think a lot of peak performance focuses on checklists and micromanagement, mm-hmm. whereas sometimes looking at the flow-based uh, concept takes on a more intriguing route. It's almost mm-hmm. like strategy, but also mindset and allowing yourself to have altered or peak states or creative states really redefines what it means to be in any kind of zone or you know, living a life of mastery or being able to have a kind of be this unchiseled block at the end of the day. Like what I mean by that is you're not influenced by conditioning around you. Mm. You're this uncarved ice block, right? You, you haven't been uh, chiseled and polished by society yet. You're going back to the, the original form almost. But isn't this, coming back to the what we were saying earlier about the dance between the masculine yeah. and feminine totally <laughs> yeah so like, it comes full circle yeah <laughs> you, you can have that extreme peak performance checklist 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 yeah. checklist 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 pure masculine but then there's no spot there's no space for the flow of the feminine right whereas like i personally my personal approach to to life is i do have i've got checklists and i've got stuff that i do every morning but yeah. i am open to shifting and changing what those things are according to what my mood is but i've got my minimum deliverables that that framework that i've tried and tested over time as being important pieces of my day but then i have flow in the in which in the way in which i dance with them right uh i, I do sometimes start to beat myself up and say no i've got to do that well it's all a lesson it's got to be done that way but i just go back to where it's coming from where is that voice coming from is it coming from fear is there a fear that the world's going to end you know, it's anxiety that's driving me to follow these exact lists or is it, I'm just going with what feels good, but I'm doing so in a manner, you know, with that framework of the masculine, that, that container of these things add to my day. They add to my ability to show up and perform. Cool. I get them done, but then there's a, there's a play with which I, I do it. It's not this, Oh, you have to do it. In fact, I was going to do a, 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 po- a solo podcast about this one because so I do Kundalini yoga and yeah. I found that there's a particular chant that, um, that I, I love and I, I do. And uh, I did, I did the whole 40 days of it. And then I was going for a hundred days. And then I realized that the reason why I was doing it every day is because I thought that something, you know, I started, it, 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 I was doing it from a place of almost, I have to do it, a place of fear rather than a place of love. And so I stopped. Oh. I didn't do it for like three weeks. I didn't do it at all. Right. And I just reconnected to my why for doing mm. it. And then got back into doing it. And now I probably yeah. get that particular chant done five, just five, between five and seven days out of the week. I don't normally do it less than five, but I don't yeah. do it 
because oh god i have to i've got to chant uh, i don't i don't do it from that place because I, I feel personally in terms of like action magic the magic is lost if i'm doing it from that place of oh my god i've got to do it versus mm. you might get to chant today does that make sense yeah that's that's basically what i do to sort of change my mind around in the moment as well and that's a great example that you gave so yeah i think one tip that i definitely should have included and i left out was something called imagination flexing which is basically like you 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 want to practice telling a story with having people talk over you or distract you and you're doing this based on a random word generator so you're you're having random words generate and you have to talk about that word out loud in an okay. improvised fashion okay. and have your friends yelling at you, insulting you, you know, distracting you any which way they can. You still have Ooh. to hold the power with your words and your conviction and, and be able to basically um, destabilize them and, and be able to keep your frame, keep your uh, imagination alive, keep your, one strong you know what i'm saying so yeah wow so that's great yeah. training for life right because if you can hold that yeah. space with random generators you can probably hold it with firm intentions yes. as you're getting dusted by life uh, you know the dusted the, by the life. traffic outside the <laughs> your boss like says you've got to get something done your, your partner's complaining because you didn't yeah. get them the right gift for valentine's day you can hold <laughs> your you can hold it you can hold that line that's um that's a really, really, really great tip. I love it. Have you got one more to share with the people before we sign off? Sure. Uh, one more tip. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to share this tip with you guys. Um, I originally learned it from David Caldecott. He was the founder of Gorilla Zen Yoga. And, you know, he, he's told me to sort of allow myself, since I am a a solopreneur, if you want to call it that. I hate, the, I hate like, people who came up with a random entrepreneur. <laughs> But, you know, whatever, let's stick with that. So, you know, I work by myself in, in my own business. And so sometimes I have to step into different role, roles. And a good productivity or creativity hack for me has been me stepping into a different character when I'm doing different tasks. So when I am posting on social media, I'm a completely different uh, person. I'm much more calculated. I'm thinking uh, with... Uh, intention and what my audience is going to see. So I'm playing a different character in that sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm replying to an email, I'm playing a different character. So once I think of it as this whole big play, um, and it's kind of sounds a little bit weird, like multiple personality disorder, but it's <laughs> being able to use your fragmentations, right? In a playful way. So you're using your shadow in a way to playfully um, create your persona in that moment and use it to um, hype you up and make you produce more. So, yeah, that's the try that out. <laughs> okay, quite- I will. Uh, I'll, I encourage everyone to to give that a try. Play with that, uh, and make sure you go ahead and grab Imagination over on Amazon. It's like I said, guys. It's a really insightful book. It will lead you on other paths. I think it's it's a book that will open you up to new ideas, but not just open you up to new ideas. Give you a really clear framework within which you can play and flow, and create new outcomes in your life. Sima, thank you for coming back on the show. Um, 
I'd look, love to have you uh, have a chat with you about coming back to talk about some of the topics uh, that we spoke about today. I think we can have some really, really cool conversations about those at some time. Um, but until then, people can follow Flow Zone Academy. Yes. F L O Zone Academy. Oh, any. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Go and do that. I'll pop that in the in the show notes so you guys can do that, and they can obviously connect with you on Facebook and stuff. Um, guys, please do go to dreamwithdan.com forward slash Facebook and join my Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. Uh, we do free challenges, um, masterclasses. I have guests come in there. We just had someone in last week teaching another level of lucid dreaming. We had someone come in the week before and teach about Tantra. I've got someone really cool coming in next week as well. Uh, we get at least sort of two, three guests a month. And then I have like a, a challenge or masterclass as well, which is really cool. Uh, it's not a space for me to do a launch and sell you stuff. It's really just a place for me to share and be of service to you. So I'd love to have you there. Um, please rate, review this podcast, share it uh, with someone that needs to bring some magic into their life. Uh, and as always, I encourage you to keep deliberately choosing to live an abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life and dreaming with your eyes open. So until next time, bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Beyond Success Podcast. We hope that it has been of service to you. For more information and to stay up to date with the latest from Daniel Mangena, please head over to dreamwithdan.com. We'll see you for the next one. <laughs>